understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. I'm your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I am here with another incredible guest. Y'all know if I'm bringing you somebody, it's because they are tried and true, and I have had an opportunity to either get to know them personally or professionally, and I know the work that they do and the way that they help people really is not only like impacting the world, but they're a boss in some type of way, and I know when they share their story, it's something that can really either empower you or transform you or make you want to do something that you've kind of been on the fence about, but you've been uncertain, and I need you to see these stories and see how people did this to know that they are just like you. So... I'm so excited to introduce to you guys somebody that I would consider a friend, a dear friend. Her beautiful, beautiful soul is one like I have never seen. She is a magnet for so many of us. One, because she's literally just physically jaw-dropping, but also because her soul just, it like, she has the femininity that I crave and I wish I had. Like, you just want to give her a hug when you see her. But on top of that, she's an incredible business owner. She has literally taken Tampa by storm from a place of the beauty industry. And she's literally all of our go-tos, mine as well, does my eyebrows, literally everything. Um, The founder of House of Beauty, six-time certified makeup, permanent makeup artist, and certified by, I think it's Brow Daddy. (laughs) I remember that when it was like a big, big thing. Um, And he was big and he dropped all the... See, I'm not in makeup. This is why I'm bringing you an expert in the beauty industry. So without further ado, I can't wait to introduce to you guys my friend and this beautiful soul and this powerful boss in this beauty industry and our local area, Gigi. Thanks, Jess. I appreciate that. You're that was, welcome. It's <laughs> warming. I loved it. I had a nice intro. like it. I told y'all. Listen, put me on stage. Let me be the hype man. Pay me twenty dollars. I'll get on stage. Let's look. Here's the best person you've ever met in your life. No, I don't even know what they do, but I promise you, with the with the facts. tone of my voice, I'm gonna make you feel it. Sweet facts. So this is exciting for me because one, I get to ask you questions about an industry that I know nothing about. Literally, beauty industry, dumbfounded. I swear, I just learned how to take care of myself personally from a beauty perspective, like a year ago. <laughs> and on top of that, I, you quickly learn once you get yourself involved in this as a customer that it's costly and you're like, oh, these people must be making bank because this is really costing me a lot of money. So I, I get to be inquisitive in this and watching you just the way you you walk so confidently in this. You have multiple locations in Tampa and you do this effortlessly with kids. Single mom with kids. Yeah. Like, I'm like, girl, how? And you do it with a smile on your face. You still do a lot of what I would consider like the dirty work. You don't get to just sit back and wash your hands with everything. You still are in the trenches with your folks and your business. So, like, explain to my audience, just so we can kind of set a foundation, what does House of Beauty do? What do you do? So House of Beauty is where we do permanent makeup and lash extensions. It was supposed to be all things beauty, but I don't do hair or nails. So I had to stop saying that. Um, So we pretty much service women in the area and enhance their beauty. Why would you do hair and makeup when you could be paid to do lashes and eyebrows? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that part. (laughs) Okay, so this is an important thing I always ask entrepreneurs is like, most of us weren't born like at five, I'm going to have a lash studio. What was the thing that you were like, okay, I'm loving this. I'm really, was it lash tech to, I'm going to own my own studio or was it, I see the vision for this. What was the thing that had you like, I'm going to do this. Okay. So, um, buckle up. (laughs) Girl, I, I can't even do my makeup. Um, this is like the best I can do. I don't. I don't know how to do eyeshadow or anything like that. I barely know what highlight and contour means. I just learned it. Same. 
So um, it started back, I, I actually have a medical background. So um, yeah. So I used to work for Medicaid or Medicare and it was helping a bunch of old people and whatnot, selling them things. From there, um, I literally got laid off. Yeah. And um, my lease was ending. I was like 19. I moved to California, just trying to like find myself, figure yeah. myself out. What do I want? Uh, moved to California and I did not like it. I moved back a year later. I went to school. I was like, all right, nursing. Going to do nursing. This is right. for me. Um, went into um, HCC, did my prereqs, and I got pregnant. Mm. So once At 19? Was, no, actually. This was a lot of fast forwarding. So, <laughs> You're like 23. 25. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so six years later, got yeah, it. Got so pregnant. You, are you nursing? You're a nurse. In this or you're no no okay. no no. So I wanted to be that, right. I wanted to do nursing. Yep. I, I didn't have a clue about lashes. Lashes to it wasn't a thing. I didn't know anything about it. Mm -mm. So nursing was my thing. So um, you know I was in school to do that and met my kid's dad. Um, Twenty five, got pregnant, and I was like, okay, I can't pursue that anymore. And mm. so I was working for a cardiologist when I was in mm. um, school mm -hmm. doing the nursing thing. And after I worked, so my, my boss was actually the chief of cardiology and a business owner. So he had his own practice with mm -hmm. doctors that worked mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. So I worked for Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, so fast forward a little bit, I um, got pregnant. And while I was pregnant, I actually was working for a plastic surgeon. Mm. So I went from cardiology to plastic surgery. And my thing was I wanted to be a nurse. So I mm -hmm. liked helping people. I loved that idea. Right. So I was fine with that position as a medical assistant is what I was doing. Wow. Um, and then um, after I got pregnant, the whole, you know, I told you the whole nursing thing, it, that was out of the window. Um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just have this baby. And then afterwards we'll pick back up. So I had my baby. And when she was six months old, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back to work. So, um, and then my kid's dad, he was always like, you're not going to be a stay-at-home no, mom. mom. Like, not we're, home we're not doing that. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, cute so, right? <laughs> so he always said that. And it wasn't because he couldn't. It was because, you know, he wanted to make sure that I still had uh, something to do, I guess. You know, right. knowing myself and what I want. And Value and that, purpose exactly. and things that felt good for you. Yeah. So. Because motherhood. Yeah. It's beautiful. It drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It's thankless. It, yes. Thankless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at that time, that's what was happening. I wasn't having adult conversation. Right. So it was like, he was like, And yeah. why you love me, you don't value me at all. <laughs> you don't care. You don't, you don't have any idea, right? So I was like, all right, I'll figure something out. So I had a friend at the time where she was getting her lashes done. And I was like, well, what the hell is that? I'm like, what? Lashes? What is that? Oh my God, I can't even imagine Gigi saying this. Yes, <laughs> right? So I was like, I don't know what this is, but let me just like look into it. So... I looked into it, it was a thing, and I was like, yeah, but I don't know. So then I had another friend where, um, her name's Jackie, she actually does laser hair removal, everyone knows her here. She's actually the one that got me into being an esthetician. Mm. So, you know, she was telling me about how she does laser hair removal, and I was like, oh, okay, like that might interest me, you know? Right. So she was like, you have to get your esthetician license. So that's what I did, I went straight to school. Um, I was in school for the laser hair removal program and then everyone in there started talking about lashes. Mm. So I was like, what the hell is this, right? Like, why do I keep hearing about lash extensions? So I went off, I found some girl, she trained me with the lashes and then I was graduating. So when I finished school, I was like, okay, what do I do? So I pursued the lashes on the side from a spare bedroom in my house. And I was like, let me just see, right? If this is what I like. Um, girl, two months in, no one was booking. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this this ain't it. Like, I need a plan B because this is not working. 
And so I started thinking, okay, well, real estate, right? right? So then my kid's dad was like, no, you know, you've invested all this time, energy, all this money into aesthetics. Like, you need to figure that out. And I was like, you, just, just like a man. Yeah. <laughs> you put money into this, you, you go gotta, make yeah, this work. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm thankful because, you know, after hearing that, I was like, okay, you know, you're right. I'm not a person that likes to quit. So I was like, okay, let me just keep it going. I started like, Googling, researching, like marketing, and he was great at marketing. So he started helping me. I created a link where it was for a booking site where girls could just book if they wanted to. And then I started seeing what I know now, but I didn't know then was happening. And I, I was, was gonna, like, okay. I, I was going to say, pause. You're being very like, like that as if that was very, that was a lot. And when you started this, because yeah. what year was this when you were doing stuff this like this? When I first started, mm -hmm. 2017. Yeah, there was no like click a Calendly link, book no. through Acuity, book your appointment. No. It was There was none of yeah. that. So no. what you're speaking about, because I remember when I first got into lash extensions, I went with your, you at another location, mm -hmm. somebody else, this was like 2018, Yeah, was because you were the only person that it was super easy. I yes. went to the website and it was like, click, yeah. click, click. And I didn't have to call. I didn't have to talk yes. to anyone. There was nothing. Yes. And I was like, oh, that was professional. Yeah. I felt like that was easy. so professional. Yes. Easy. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I just, I started picking it back up. I started doing my best friend, doing my sister-in-law. Literally, I would have them come back in every week and just take different pictures. And this was what I was using for my marketing. Then it became word of mouth. Then after that, it was like six months in, I made my first um, $15,000 and I was like, oh, okay. This is it. This, I found the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah, right? And I was at home with my kid. Like, this was it. So I was like, okay, Wait, were I guess coming I can to your do house? this. Or they you were, were coming to my house. <laughs> they were coming to my house, my spare bedroom. I made it really comfortable. I made it nice. It was all white, beautiful, clean, airy. I knew it had to have that look. Cause 2022, once... I'm going to call Gigi and be like, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Sometimes I want to take it back home, but I'm like, yeah, yeah no, we're not mm -hmm. doing that. No. But yeah, um, after that, um, damn. I went, I've actually found my good friend. Her name's Jolie. She um, put me onto the brow game and mm. I messaged her and I remember she, she was killing it. Like, well, she still is, but she was the it girl. Like you had to go to her for certification. So I was like, was she local? No, actually she's in, or she's in Orlando. Okay. Yep. So I went to her, I was like, what's up? Like, train me. I, and, and at this point, let me not forget to mention, I'm pregnant with baby number two. So I'm like, yeah, baby number two's on the way. Like, I'm eight months pregnant, taking her training. And I was like, some, you know, this is just gonna be a thing. And then took her training. Um, when I came back home a month later, I, I exploded. I, and again, from my spare bedroom. So then it became weird because, you know, my I got a little one walking. I had the baby. This one's crawling. Uh, it was weird. I was like, this can't be it. I got to do something else. And mm -hmm. then I moved out, got my location. It, my first location ever. Um, it was $700 rent. I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. I love it. these stories. Right? I love these stories. Right? Because I'm like, I didn't have over $700 a month. <laughs> yeah, and it was small. It was probably like 400 square feet. It was tiny. Um, got pregnant with baby number three. That point, I trained a girl. Had her, you know, take my position so I could go on leave. Had a break from work for like four months, came back, and then I immediately moved into a 1,500 square foot place, tripled the rent, and I was like, whatever. So was this girl messaging you the whole time, like, when are you coming back? Because this is bad. Like, we're no, busy. No, no, actually. Um, she was solid booked because she took my whole clientele. Mm. Um, and, you know, because I, was, I wasn't there. I wasn't right. working. So, no, she, was, she loved it. She actually quit her job. She was able to quit her job. I made her actually. I was like, yeah. Uh, this won't work. Yeah. You at cannot all. do this part time. Not the type of clients I have. No. 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 You have to be available for my clientele. And she right. quit and took my role. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then you moved into a 1,500 square foot space. Yeah. To that, how many times have you moved and how big is your space oh, now? Girl. <laughs> oh my God. So my, I, Okay, so let's see. I was in my spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. After that, I went to my $700 one. Mm -hmm. 
Um, after that, I went to a storefront and um, I got out of that lease because the landlord was actually really shady, like not taking care of things. I got out of that. I wasn't there very long. Mm -hmm. After that, I went to the 1500 square foot one. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I opened up Brandon. After that, I was like, all right, I don't want to do any of this. I, and earlier, you introduced me and mentioned that I had multiple locations, and I do not anymore. You don't. That's right. Because. Because I, I used to go to your Brandon yes, location, so I thought yes, you had multiple yep, locations. Yep, yep. I, and did, I did. I did. I went to another one in Carrollwood one time. Not Carrollwood. It was like West Tampa or something. To, uh, a Temple Terrace. Yes. That's yeah. It was like a really smaller one yes. in a in a doctor. It was like next yes. to a doctor's yes. office. Yes. I've been to all of those. Yes. So I'm like, I know you get, okay. Yep. That makes sense. And then, so what I did was, and you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to scale down if you feel like. Overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I did. And it was a lot going on. You know, three kids, personal life, employees, multiple employees, like everyone's bitching. You got to be everywhere at once. And I was like, this isn't it. Um, I scaled down and I went to the perfect spot, Soho, and that's where we are and that's where I'll be. I love it. I yeah. love it. Okay, just a, just in comparison, and you, you can give us like a roundabout number, but to go from $700 rent to like, <laughs> what is your overhead around now? Like $3,100. <laughs> like, and it just climbs. And it just keeps going. And yeah. it just keeps going. Just keeps going. And that's just rent. That's yeah. not licenses. It's not... You know, your um, your electricity, your water, your cable, the booking site. There's a lot that goes into all of this. The subscriptions and Everything. all the upkeep and the overhead and the staff and the training yep. and the equipment. and The marketing. Yes, the marketing and the social media and the management. Yeah. And you still have to be all these things. And a and mom. And a mom and manage a personal life. Yeah. So I really want to point out at this point that I love this. Because we have I have guests on here from time to time where... They have like a really fast, you know, like one year, two year, like a huge jump. You started this. I mean, it's been a good five, six. Five years. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. been a good five years. And so you went up and down. And what this is what I personally think entrepreneurship truly is, is it is you're trial and erroring everything via your own experience. Yeah. You can't read about it. You can't listen to someone else. It's like, I'm going to try and feel, okay, I'm going to swerve. Okay, I'm going to go build this elephant. That's not it for me. Okay, I'm yeah. going to consolidate. Like, and none of this equals failure. It just equals an opportunity to pivot. Yes. It's an opportunity for me to create something new. <clears throat> like, you literally took every one of these opportunities, just kept going mm -hmm. as it was growing, and then met it where it was at and said, okay, that doesn't look like the dream I yep. painted. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to shift, which I yes. think is so beautiful, especially in the art of everybody wanting to get rich quick. I think you played the longevity game well, mm -hmm. which is what has made your name sustained for so long. Because as soon as I, I didn't even know you from a can of paint. When I started yeah. talking about, like I wanted my brows, everybody was like, oh, you got to go to Gigi. Yeah. And I'm like, who? They were like, <laughs> Instagram? And I'm like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. They're like, House of Beauty. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a place to go for this? You were the go-to yeah. person. And mm -hmm. it was your name was the brand. Yes. Which is what I think was so beautiful because I was actually reading about, there's a lot of stuff out there um, in the educational space where they'll tell you that you should create a brand name and let the brand name speak for itself. But right. I was reading recently that through like the last decade that a lot of people have found that actually businesses do better when they're attached to a name mm. that people can trust. Yes. And your brand definitely, like, I don't think I've ever said House of Beauty and people are like, you talking about Gigi? Yeah. Like, like, they're like, stop saying that and just yeah. say Gigi. Yeah, like, I know. So they know you come, you are the name. <clears throat> it's the name and the brand and they go together. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've done such a great job, I think, of just taking people on this journey with you and being extremely transparent yeah, about it. Yeah, unknowingly too, because of course I didn't know that that was what was going to happen. <laughs> you know, let's be real, you know, and but the, the downside to that, and I'll be honest, is sometimes you want to pull away and you can't. You know, and it's like, oh, I don't want to do lashes anymore. And you can't because then people hit you up and they're like, I want you. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> Not that I don't want to, but I'm trying to pull away, you know, yes. like, give me a break. I've tried to pull away like six times doing this and I just can't. I always find myself coming back because I want to service you. If you want me specifically, and you can't go to any of my girls, I'm not going to tell you to go somewhere else. Mm. I'll come in and I'll service you. And that's so difficult to trust. Because yeah. from a delegating standpoint, it's so difficult. Like they tell you when you learn how to de delegate that like you're absolutely right. Somebody's not going to do it like you. No. And from a permanent makeup standpoint, yeah. that's very hard. It's hard. <laughs> I know. It's hard and I get it. It's just 
when you attach your name to your brand, it's even harder to pull away when you sometimes need to. Yes. Oh, speaking of pulling away, like you're speaking right now because I feel like we've done a series of episodes um, today that around we we end up in this place of like the craving to be back in our feminine yeah which is like to not be in such hustle mode to be with our yeah. kids more to not well, i'm not saying we want to be lazy i'm saying we want to not be in this masculine survival energy all the time mm -hmm. and the the inability to pull away is what kind of constantly puts you in that energy and right. i love that you're talking about this because there's been so many times where i'm like how do i pull myself out of this business like, how do I not yeah. be the name? Like, I right. want, how do I make other people trust? And I realize that's yeah. just setting, setting boundaries in business is going to be your, your safe call. Absolutely. And it is a series of trial and error and it is practice that's eventually going to make perfect. But to be able to say like, I know you don't want to work with this person, but <laughs> I have trained yes. them and I trust them with yes. my life. Yes. I'm going to hand them off to you yeah. and being able to deal with what that comes with. Yes. It's so hard. It's hard. That is the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> but we will not leave or forsake you. You're good. But here's my question about pulling away because one thing I'm noticing about the beauty industry, just like everything else, I joke all the time, like that 10 year business plan shit, throw that out the window. Yeah. We are on a two, three year yeah. max with the mm -hmm. thing, the way that things evolve from internet, from marketing to be the beauty industry, it is right. burn and turn all yep. day long. So you not only have to stay up to date on training, but somebody's coming to beat you around the corner yes. at any given minute from a competitive side or a more efficient or time effective. Right. On top of the fact that you're in the beauty industry where I think you're doing something or withstanding the test of time in a way that a lot of people aren't, which is we're in an era of mobile mm -hmm. service. So I can pretty much call anyone for a massage, lashes. Hell, you can damn near call mobile nails at this yeah. point. I can literally yeah. be like, come do my nails. I can't leave my house. Mm -hmm. Let me take calls and do my nails. You know, like there's <laughs> literally mobile services, which eliminates the cost of overhead. Absolutely. We are in a beauty product based where everybody wants to sell beauty products and call themselves a beauty expert, but they're not actually doing the work right. at all, which is eliminates overhead. Mm -hmm. Or they're um, educating people on beauty, which eliminates overhead. Yeah, you are one of the few people that I've saw kind of withstand. It's just like clothing. We mm -hmm. saw we saw clothing boutique spaces disappear right. overnight because everybody was shopping online. Right. So what made you continuously pivot as things got harder? from marketing, from competition, from beauty standards? What made you always say, I'm going to commit to staying at the top of my game? Mm. And like a physical, we're going to be a physical place. We're going to be a place where people know that they can come and call and get exactly what they need all the time. Um, what made me, like you're asking what made me mm -hmm. stay consistent pretty much? Mm -hmm. Okay, the consistency. Like hearing people say, I used to go to this girl, but she moved. I used to go to this girl, but she stopped doing it. Mm. Um, I used to go to this girl, and the main one was, I used to go to this girl, but um, when I first started, she was good, and then I don't know what happened, right? Mm. And so I get that. I'm not, try I'm not bashing any of these artists. No. I get it. You get to a point where you're burnt out, and you're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore, mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, those girls, they don't realize that you can't compromise the quality of your work because you don't want to do this anymore, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I don't know. I, and again, I mentioned earlier, I don't like to, um, what, what did I say? I hate giving up. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, I never gave up. I stayed consistent. I loved the idea that my clients would come in and tell me how I was always consistent, how I always took care mm. of them. That made me thrive. So feeling and seeing how I made my clients feel and look and whatever it was the case, that just kept me going. So that kept me alive. It was that. you got it's attachment issues with your business, you? I do. <laughs> Can you tell? It's so bad. It is so bad. I was like, I'm hearing the same things I hear. When In you my personal life. <laughs> it's so bad. That's why I'm like, I can't pull away. I can't let go. It's so bad. I need to know that I'm winning and I'm right. Yes, I'm winning. <laughs> but you are. You are. Yeah, and I am. This, is, this is the thing I want to highlight about you. And this is what I've noticed in business is like, we're of an era where people pop and pivot and move all the time to yeah. the next hottest thing. Yeah. And you have 
just stood the test of time of like staying in your lane. Absolutely. Like, oh, y'all going to do the waist training and the this and the that. And the, okay, well, my people are going to go get better at lashes. Like, yes. we're going to go get better at permanent makeup. Yeah. Like, we're going to be the go-to in these two, three things. And you're going to know it. And we're just going to get better and better yeah. and better. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I know I can go and trust at all times. Yeah. And that is like, it's so easy for everybody to just go catch the next new wave. But yep. you literally stood strong and just, we're just going to be really good do, at a few yeah. things. It's, um, so it, it goes with like, you had, you had asked me a question once, but, um, somewhere in there, I can't remember, but anyways, um, I just kind of detour within what I do. So like, if I feel like the Stay lashes, lane, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'll just like, okay, permanent. I started with lashes. After that, I went to permanent makeup. Mm -hmm. After permanent makeup, I, doing eyebrows, I started, okay, liner. After mm -hmm. liner, I started lips. After lips, I, now I want to do areola, you know? Mm. So it's like, I'm staying in the aesthetic industry. Yeah. I am just pulling away from lashes and I build these people up let them do that while I do what I would, what it is that I want to do. Speaking of building people up. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I can only imagine in such a competitive industry and how do I explain this? That the ticket to entry to be successful at what you do, ticket to entry, I didn't see it say to be super great, but yeah. like the ticket to entry, isn't that costly? You know, like I think like in, to start in real estate, you have to either be willing to invest in a, you know, take a big risk on putting your, like purchasing a home to right. flip, right. or you have to be invest a significant amount that you could be willing to lose on a course that doesn't teach you shit. Like right. there's usually a high ticket to get into something, to turn it around to something yeah. big. The, the cost of entry to become an expert and what you do is not that massive. It's a no. couple hundred bucks, maybe a couple thousand bucks to become yeah. a trained professional. And then you are now certified. You can attend a weekend class and be certified and now Correct. go touching people's face. Correct. So the thought of being you from a competitive standpoint, the, the, the cost of entry is not that big. No. So now I'm like, what are some of the lessons that you've learned in training other people, bringing other people in, raising them up to be, because you need a bunch of little U's basically. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Yeah, but you no, need no, no. You need a bunch of mini U's. You need people yeah. that are as passionate as you, that are as great as you, that are, you need these people. What are some, two of the toughest lessons you, you've learned in training and mm. culturally bringing in, from like a employee culture standpoint, bringing people in? So this one's going to, this one some people might not like, but you know what? Business is business. Business is business. And this is the biggest lesson I've learned. Protect your business. Mm -hmm. This is your baby. Mm -hmm. So if that means you need a contract, then you need a contract. If that means that at the end of whatever it is between you and these people, you need to read this contract and this fine print, mm -hmm. you need to do that. Because mm. at the end of the day, you had rules for your business. You had a business structure. And when you create relationships with these employees, because it's inevitable, you work with them every day, you start to lose that. And there becomes gray area. And you forget that this is not your employee. It's, or this is not your friend. It's your employee, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to always have something set in stone that at the end of the day, we can come back to the drawing board and we can read what the rules were. And that fine print and no, no hard feelings. I can remind you, this is what you signed. This is what we discussed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then protect your business. Also, not even just in the contract. It's like with contracts or whatever. It's this is your baby. So don't give out all your information. You know what I mean? Like you made this. Mm -hmm. Why would you give everyone your whole recipe? No. I'm going to give you enough to become successful at what I need you to do. And then I need you to put your swag and I on it. I need you to put your swag on it. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. So the, the biggest lesson I learned was that um, I would say another one would be in order to grow, you can't do all the work. So, so that okay, one was hard. To day. <laughs> that one was hard for me to learn because let's be honest, I could be cheap. Yeah. And especially when you're, you know, starting your own business, it's like, damn, like I can't afford that, but I could do it if I can afford it if I do it. Yeah. Right. And how am I supposed to get 
rich this way? Yeah. How am I supposed to get wealthy this way? Yeah. You're going to hire people and take a third of what Oh, you're telling me that I need to hire and pay somebody? No, I'm good. Tax, what the fuck? Yeah, I need this to make sense. This actually is counterintuitive. Yes, It's counterproductive to what I thought I was doing in business. I didn't agree to that plan. You know, so this was all supposed to be my profit. Correct. But no, it's it's true. I I learned this and I'll be honest, I learned it last year where I was like, okay, Gigi. If you want to be bigger, if you want to get over this hump, you have to pay the people to do the work that you know you can't do. I can't yes. do this. I can't do marketing. I, I can't do be creative. I just don't know how to do certain things. Mm. And while I, if I apply myself, I'm sure I can do it. It won't be at its full potential. So, mm. so to be completely transparent and to piggyback off what you said, um, the, at the top of this year, I went and did like, what, what I would consider like a valuation of my business. Mm -hmm. So I did it twice. I did it um, for innovative income and then we did it for my business. And holy shit, I would highly suggest anyone do this. DM me if you're interested because I did it with a mentor. Um, it was one day is all revenue and one day is business structure. And the revenue, like you, you're thinking budget. I'm telling you this is way more than that. And one of the biggest things I discovered though was that... Um, there was things that I was still hoarding because I was like, one, I want to save money. Two, these things take me like 15, 20 minutes to do. They're very easy for me to do because they come naturally to me. And three, I don't think I can find anyone that can do them as well as I do. Yeah. And so it's just easier and less and more cost effective for me to do it. So that's why I still do it. And yeah. Oh, the way this woman broke it down for me, she was like, okay, so... Um, here's And here's something you have to know and really adapt and adopt as a business owner. You have to put a cost or an hourly rate to your time. Absolutely. As a CEO, you have to put. So I'm like, di like diving and dodging this number or like, and she's like, give me a freaking number. And yeah. I'm like, okay, it's this. Okay, great. She's like, based on what you pay yourself already, it's this. I'm like, yes. okay. So she's like, okay, even if we slash it in half, yes. here's how much time you're spending on doing all these things. One, two, where do you best fit? In your role, here's all the things that you like to do. What are what are your VIP clients that pay the most? What they typically pay for? Oh, ironically, it's all these things that you love to do, not the the tasks right. that you're doing. But here's all the things that you love to do that you get paid the top dollar for. Right. Oh, oh, but if we were to hire someone to do these tasks, oh, it's oh look, you would save money. And that's not even to a test. That's not even to a yeah, test for the yeah, fact yeah. that if you took that extra time and went over here where you make more money and you just brought in a few more clients doing what you love, oh, now you triple your income. Yes. So if I could just take you out of these six hours a week yeah. that you feel like you're saving money, you're actually going to save yeah. money. Yeah. Like, Literally. get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't saving any money. Yeah, Got no, it. True. Oh, I'm cost oh, I'm the bottleneck. I'm costing myself the money. Yeah. Look at me being the bottleneck in my business. Yeah. To the point where now every time my project manager's like, do you, do you really want to do that? Because I don't want to wait until Saturday. And I'm like, you're right. I'm the bottleneck. You do it. Like, don't yeah, that's true. You do it. Mm -hmm. Because we are literally every role that we don't we're not hiring for or don't have or we can't outsource we are that yeah hr payroll mm -hmm. operations marketing director marketing director <laughs> sales ceo tax accountant all the things Yo, <laughs> i felt that tax accountant is like by far takes all my time like yeah no we cannot do that chief problem solver <laughs> <laughs> literally chief visionary Therapist. oh we're not growing therapist <laughs> like what we're not oh you have a problem at home and you can't work today got it got okay it. got it <laughs> oh wait i can't no, get out of bed who's, who's a therapist to me staffing agency yes marketer on instagram like all the things got it i'll do all that shit okay bet. I got but it's it. gonna cost me yeah yeah no no i'll do it it's fine i'll do it i'll do it all i'll do it yeah. from bed with my half asleep but most people to. don't realize that you know like, yes that how much entrepreneurship really is burns you clean yeah, out. It's not that easy. So either you're going to, it's a very simple equation though. You're either going to invest the time yes, or you're going to lose the time or you're going to invest the money and you're going to gain back the time. Yeah. And you got to pick which one becomes more, is more, it's not even more effective because nothing you're doing is about efficiency anymore. It is about either increasing your revenue or getting back your time. That's it.
Yeah, but I beg to differ. Oh, tell me. Come. Well, in my line of business, like, I can't cut the corner. Because you can't. I just don't have a choice. Like, I'm messing with people's faces. Mm. And let's be realistic. I'm messing with women's faces. Like, we are, we are our biggest critics. Like, mm. I can't. I just can't cut the corner. I can't. No. It has to always be quality over quantity in my line of business every day, all day. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. So in comparison, I do feel like because of that, that does allow you, though, the opportunity to charge a premium price. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't move for less than $500 an hour. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this, but Just this saying. is how you get to allocate your time. Just saying. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier, you have to put a price on how much you make an hour. Absolutely. I've been on that. Yep. $500 I'm, an it hour. It used to be yep. $100 an hour. And no, now that it is what it is. You pay the price to see me, and but you know that you're going to leave happy. You mm-hmm. know that I'm going to take care of you. It's not just about cutting me any type of money or checks, mm-hmm. whatever. It's about what you're going to receive, a whole experience. It's not just come lay down, let me do your lashes or your brows. No. You'll get a whole experience. You get me. Um, sometimes I make friendships, you know. So you, hello. That's how I met you. <laughs> literally. Mid brow. So where are your friends? Yeah. <laughs> yes, literally. I'm like, hi. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> That's literally how it happened too. I was like, I really like you. <laughs> this is me. I'm like, where are your friends? Where, where yeah. Why do they not love you? Your soul. Like you gave me the best experience. Yeah. And because I had never let someone touch my face, I was like, it has to be the right person. Yes. It has to be. And everybody was like, G-G, and I G-G, hear G-G, all G-G. the time. Yep. I do. I do. Hear you know, you're walking into a trustworthy experience. Absolutely. Okay. I want to pivot for a second because hardest thing that I learned, not learned, hardest thing that I had to roll with the punches and deal with in 2021 was business ownership, scaling and motherhood, single motherhood. Now, let me be clear, single motherhood does not mean that we don't have help. Correct. But it means that we're primarily doing this at night by ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's no assistance in the home while we're doing it. Right. Um, I have one. I have one. And I still can't breathe sometimes. And I only have one. You have three, not one, not two, but three. Three. And to me, you do it effortlessly. You're like, oh, it's me, my kids, and we're on our way, and we're doing this and that. And And I'm like, what? How? Yeah. I don't know. That's the question? How? Yes. Shit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, And you don't have a nanny? You don't have, like... Hell no. Hell no. Could I afford one? Absolutely. But I refuse. And I'm not shaming anybody that has a And you're such an active mom. Yeah, yeah, traumas. <laughs> right. I'm not going to be, I, I have to be an active mom. So how, how, I don't know, but I know that um, I co-parent very well with their father. So while, yes, I am a single mom, it's like, I I, I don't want to discredit him because right, right. he does do his work as a dad and whatnot. But apart from that, like, I don't, I just create a schedule. I have to be on a routine. If mm-hmm. not, you are very routine. I, I am. Yes. I am. Jenny you said are. that. Yes. She literally was like, I know what you're going to do because you're so, you have a routine. And I was like, you do. Okay. I can almost know where you're at all the time. Yeah. Like, it's literally. Very, yeah, you're very, I, what was it like the Tuesday second? Night. Night. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you don't have kids. I'm like, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> You're very predict. You can predict yeah, what you're doing. Yes, she said I'm predictable. Yes. I'm gonna switch that up. I don't we, like that. We, we men, we ain't chasing you, so you're good. <laughs> you're good. But we know where you're at when you're doing it. But Absolutely. if that's what survives, yeah, I have to have a routine. Because I can tell when I don't have a routine with my child, it affects him. Yes. And then when it affects him, it affects me. Yes. So I can. I, yeah, it's hard. You. It is hard. It's hard, especially when you have. I mean, my kids. Yeah, they're back to back, but. They're in different stages in life too. They require different things. And on top of that, I have my children at work. And then I have my, you know, my friends, my family, me, you know. So it is a lot. But I have a whole routine. Girl, I can go down. It starts at 6.30 in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 6.30, we're up, brushing teeth, getting dressed, going to school. My daughter has to be in school by 7.40. So we're there 7.20 on the dot, sometimes late. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> And then, you know, I got to shoot to take my, what I call twins to daycare, drop them off. After that, I have my personal time that I do not give up, which is the gym. I don't give it up. Mm. I'm not giving my space up. And Mm. I haven't. I've been true to that for a couple years now. And it is just for me. Mm. So I go to the gym. 
You know, I put my swagger on, whatever. I go to work, I do my thing. I'm out by 3.30, I'm getting my kids by 4.30. I shoot all the way back home, I'm starting dinner. Girl, homework at the same time. I literally have my desktop sitting right here. Like my kitchen is here, my desktop is right here so I can watch my child as she's doing homework. I'm cooking at the same time. TV's here for the twins. Oh, you're good, you need help, cool, whatever. After that, I, if I can, because I'm not a, the perfect mom, but if I can, I'll read a bedtime story, mm -hmm. if the time permits, if not, we're going to bed. If, it's, if all of them is with me in my bed, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up and I do it all over again. Mm. That is my routine every day. If you're wondering what I'm doing, now you know what I'm doing. And you love it. I love it, yeah. I love the space I'm in currently. I love that this boundary that you set, you, there's a book on it. I mean, you're doing it daily, They're, they say week, but you're literally only committing to like a four to five hour work day. Oh, yeah. I had a, a client tell me <laughs> that I work worse than banker's hours. <laughs> and I took that with me and I'll take it with me forever because she was like, that's all you work? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're worse than banker's hours. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Actually, I'm trying to pull out of this, but you right. won't let me. <laughs> but that's good. That's how quality you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I admire it because I'm working so hard to get my son on a routine right now. And it is the hardest thing I feel like I will ever do because, again, they just don't. He don't care. Like, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. I want what I want. Yeah. Like, and so I understand the structure that is needed that brings you peace, like the yeah. structure with your kids that's needed that brings the peace for you, for you to be able to do what you need to do. And you, it seems like you have really mastered that for them and for you. Kinda not really, but I'm getting there. I get it. <laughs> Shout out to my therapist, cause she's <laughs> literally on my ass every day. Cause I have a middle child who's like your son, like very, I need, 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 yes. need. And then I'm looking at the other two, like y'all good? Yeah. Because boss lady is needing right now again. Yes. So, I mean, I get it. It's not perfect, but you have to start somewhere. It's not hard. Don't say it's hard. Mm -mm. We just have to look at the peace that we require. And mm. we always say this. If mommy's not happy, no one's Babies happy. Babies aren't happy. Business isn't right. I'm irritable. Yeah. I'm short-tempered. I'm feeling insane. I Everybody's feeling you. the effects yeah. of it. My personal life literally leads, in, leads into my business. It's, yeah. You get it across the board. Yes. So I have to make sure that I'm at peace. Yeah. I have to do the best. And sometimes that means putting me first. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it does. So speaking of, with you, it was interesting when I got to know you, I realized you were from here. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, so here you go in your city. Yeah. Taking it by storm, you know, really becoming the it girl for this. And I'm like, okay, I know it's some folks that kept you in a box. Because I know where I'm from is a small city. And there were a lot of people that supported what I do. And then there were a lot of people that were like, um, who do you think you are? Yeah. Um, so where did you kind of, what was like one of the biggest lessons or struggles you had as you kind of like grew, kind of always being surrounded by people that they only saw you one way. And they were like, did you deal with any of that? Or was just, everybody was just so supportive. Um, I would say all my friends were very supportive. They were. Um, they were supportive. Yeah, they were. It was my friends that were supportive. And, and then, you know, you outgrow friends, you, that stuff happens and you lose relationships and stuff. And even when those things happen, they still they didn't really have beef towards me or my business or anything like that. But it was really the outside world like girls doing the same thing I'm doing, or let's be raw right now, girls yeah. that want to be me, girls that see what I have and want it, girls, mm. if I'm dating a man, they want him, you know? Mm -hmm. It was those type of people. Mm. But like, what was it Drake said? If you if you got beef with, if you got beef with me, you, you ain't got no name. That's what he said, yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you got beef with me, you ain't got no name. So it's like, yeah, I don't see it. If you don't like me, that's a you problem, not a me problem. That is, um well said but there's there's something very similar in a um in a book that Brene Brown wrote uh that she took a quote from someone else but she talks about it might have been I don't know if it was her or Rachel Hollis somebody said it that it was like 
the only people that are chastising you or criticizing you are typically doing it from outside the ring. Yeah. Or they're doing it from the cheap seats. Yeah. They're doing it from a place that they could not get in the ring with you. Yeah. So it's very easy for you to criticize from afar because you in my place probably would not be able to handle this, nor would you choose to handle this the same way that I do. Right. So you, she didn't say it this way, but technically it was, your opinion is irrelevant. Yeah. You're out here watching. Absolutely. It's very easy to have a have an opinion from the window. Correct. You're not in mm. my space. Yeah, at all. So then let me, God bless you for being supported by so many people. Um, but let me spin <laughs> this. So I have heard you say before that you do, you have felt like as you've grown, like a bit of an outcast. Yeah. Like you couldn't mm. find... You were like, well, then who are my friends then? So it yeah. wasn't that you lacked the support, but then you were like, okay, so who, where can I go to feel safe? Or like you had kind of outgrown those friendships, those friendships. Mm -hmm. And so did you just feel like, did you start to believe in the theory of like, okay, I guess it's just lonely at the top? Yeah. Um, yes, actually. And I still did until what recently? What today? <laughs> we had a whole conversation. Sidebar conversation about this. Right. And it was like, I guess at the top you just meet different people and you meet those who you literally surround yourself with for a specific reason so it's like i don't want to say i outgrew all my friends because my out my friends could have very well outgrew me as well right mm -hmm. but i was in a position where yeah i felt like i was walking the earth by myself in my own bubble and it mm -hmm. was just me and i just didn't mesh with anybody because like your conversations I'm not interested in and when I have conversations with you you get tired of it or don't really want to hear it or you're just not understanding right so yeah I just kind of manifested me yeah. I manifested a woman like me mm. and then you came in and I was like I literally told her I was like I like you and I want to be your friend <laughs> and I don't want you to be my friend I literally told her this. I'm not lying. And then she literally stalked me. You stalked me. She was like, okay, you want to be my friend? Okay, cool. It's on. She literally would call me, send me voice notes and be like, I remember the one time you sent me a voice note and you were like, you're running from me. I did. Bro, I was in work and I was like, what the fuck? How do, you, how, how do you know I'm running? First of all, <laughs> who told you that I was running? Like what? Like, how do you know this? <laughs> So she's like, and then she continues on because you know her voice is so soothing and powerful. She's like, but it's okay. I see you. And I'm going to call you again later. And I know what you did last night. And I know that's why you're running from me. But I want you to know I'm not okay. judging. And I'm like, <laughs> and she called me again. And I was like, yo, this is, this is my friend. Yeah. And then she, you just introduced me to a bunch of women who were just like you, that mm. were just like me. And I remember asking you one day, I was like, what the hell is your sign? You said Aries. I was like, bro, because I'm in Aries. <laughs> I'm like, that must be it. But it wasn't even that. It was literally like you saw something in me mm -hmm. and brought me into your tribe. And then I met all these women. And at first I was like, oh, I don't trust y'all, but I trust her. <laughs> And then I was like, you know what, Gigi, if she trusts them, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I literally opened up, allowed them in my space. And they y'all have all allowed me back in yours. Mm -hmm. And now I don't feel like I'm walking the earth by myself mm -hmm. or in my own bubble. I literally feel like I'm in a different world with different people is how mm -hmm. I feel. You're in your world. You just get to share it now. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. You just get to share it now because you probably were dimming your light a lot. Yeah. And it was like, I saw that. And then I think when the first couple of times I talked to you, I was like, I think you were just telling me about like some friendships and what you do like in your spare time. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, why are you living like this? Yes. Like, like this was in, in, internally. Lois, like living. Internally, this is all I'm hearing. I'm like, let me love you. Like, I just want to love you. Like, please let me love you. Yeah. Like you've been betrayed too many times. And I promise Absolutely. friendship doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. Like support doesn't have to look like this. Yeah. And I'm like, get around the right people. And then the minute I tried to like lean in, <laughs> it was like a freaking man scared of commitment. Literally. You were like, scared. Like, no. Oh, good. <laughs> no, no. This looks no. like something I've experienced before. <laughs> yeah. Red flag. Red, red flag. flag. <laughs> no, no. You like red flags. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, blind. I think I tried to call you a couple times and you completely like ignored my calls. And then somebody was like, oh yeah, I saw her doing this yesterday. And I said, I was like, you know what? I, but this is the Aries part, I think, was I was like, wait, I know she feels judged. <laughs> I know she feels. And then I was like, and people make this mistake of thinking that I think I'm perfect and I'm not. Just because I have a show, I actually talk more same. about my shit. So I'm yeah, like, same. I know how you feel. You think that I'm just like, no, no, you are. When I look at you, you are such. So they always say friendships yeah. and intimate relationships are supposed to be a mirror. Yeah. For me, when I look at you, it's so funny because I see what attracts me so much to you is the femininity that you carry. It is this soft, loving um, just like your soul just radiates like pureness. Like you literally just what you don't doubt people originally, like no. you doubt from protecting yourself mm -hmm. from your, like the ego standpoint and the betrayal that right. you've experienced, but your, your being is like, Oh, I just want to love you because I like, like you just immediately like want to love people. Yeah. But <laughs> the, your fieriness I have that in me too. <laughs> I have that. So I saw what you kind of shame yourself about at times. And yeah. I was like, oh, honey, I have that too. I've just learned how to put that to rest. Yes. So I got to let you know up front. I don't judge you for that. Yeah. I have that in me too. Yeah. I've just learned how to silence it. Yeah. At I'm times. Learning. Sometimes. Not all the time. But <laughs> I'm learning how to control it. It's hard. But um, I too feel like I shouldn't shut that out completely or hoard that or store it away completely because I feel like that's what makes me me and a lot of women like that I don't give a fuck attitude that I give off and while some don't again going back to what I said before if you don't like it I don't I don't know what to tell you because <laughs> just don't piss me off and right. you won't get that all the time because you are truly soft and loving and yeah, like you love to be in like friendship and connection I, yeah and, i love it i yes. absolutely love it it, I, it feels like home i like that safe zone i feel comfortable there yeah i love that i don't i want to always be a firecracker but <laughs> let's i mean i'm human yes you are human <laughs> and you deserve to be loved we all deserve to be loved like yeah. trust me when i tell you there's I think I talked about this on another episode, but it's like, women, we are the worst to each other. Men don't do this to each other. No. We do this to each other. We literally, like, you want to talk about, like, in a barrel mentality, like, women do this to each other. Like, I'll never forget the way someone explained it on an episode years ago. It was the best way I heard it explained. It was that women are so used to competing for men that the minute a woman gets up to the top, like, we will root her on the whole way. But then when she gets to the top, it's like, hey, hey. You being up there makes it where there's not a lot of space for me. So I need you to get down, down. like come down from there because now there's minimal space up there already. So now that you've yeah. taken a spot, my spot is eliminated. Get down. Yes. Um, we do this to each other. And so when we really have the opportunity to be one another's damage control, because a man cannot, I cannot be in a space with a man, even if he was my partner, they could give me what another woman could give me. Correct. Period. From a healing standpoint, from a friendship perspective, from a pulling out vulnerably and emotionally what mm -hmm. I need to get out of me on a daily as women, all the shit we carry. Yeah. Like a man can't do that for me. A woman is supposed to do that for me. Yeah. And when we're wearing our masks and we're protecting ourselves, we close ourselves out to some of the most beautiful containers yeah. where we can learn, grow from each other. Like, you know, you, I've heard you say that you think I, I feed you so much stuff by giving you friends and connecting yeah. you with people, but you, I get so much just from the way you carry yourself and your confidence and your your ability to connect with people and how you lead with your femininity like I'm like Whoa. I love that you see that for me because I'm like where <laughs> which where <laughs> like I know my smile but like other than that I'm like where but I like that I like that you see that it gives me more confidence definitely powerful but yeah you're you're right you you do I don't it's worse nowadays where women not only see each other as competition but it's it's exactly what you say you're going higher on that ladder you need to come down because we need to be walking on that pace together yeah you're I, moving I don't get entirely it. too fast for me yeah i don't get I down. don't understand it like why are we i don't get it i that i don't understand and that was my reason for not wanting to cultivate new friends and like yeah no i was good and then that's why i was running from you because i was like okay yeah no Jeez. No, I'm not doing this I'm again. I'm not doing this again. Well, I'm glad I did because 
I'm so thankful that I get to walk this journey with you. Yeah. Um, I grow every time we have a conversation, whether it's personal or business. I learn so much from you. Yeah. Um, Same. Watching your journey and just watching you be vulnerable about it inspires the shit out of me. And being my person to call when sometimes I ain't got it. Like, I'm like, I can't pick up the pieces today. And you're like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> like get your shit together. Yes. Um, you are that person. And and I love that we can always speak to each other's worst space. Yeah. So you'd be like, ah, Jess, I know how you feel right now. Let me go ahead and speak to it because you're not gonna say it out loud. Yeah. So this is how you actually feel. And I'm like, oh my God, that is yeah. deep down inside. That is what it's I'm saying true. to myself. This is how I'm talking to myself right yeah. now. You're absolutely right. And so to be able to have that safe container, that no judgment, that place to say that to one another and know that it's literally no harm. You mean everything that you say yeah, has been a really important part of this year for me. So thank you. Yeah. And Appreciate I love you. watching you grow. I know. Same here. So last one from a beauty industry standpoint, where, where do you think you're headed? What do the next five years of all this shit that you have learned oh. and constantly the need to pivot, stay motivated, keep your momentum, all these things. Cause I've even got to endure this journey with you of like, I've seen it get tough, yeah. not, you know, not financially, but just like hiring and mm -hmm. marketing. And we're all in an era right now where things are constantly pivoting. Like we're right. relearning new strategies from a marketing standpoint. What seems like every other week. Yeah. What do you feel like if you could say the next two years, what, what can people expect? That's so funny that you said two years. So, um, in the near future, we'll say, we'll talk about that. Um, I am building an online course. So I know there's a lot of women in different states that want to take a training with me, but it's just not in the budget to take a flight here. So I'm going to build an online course so that you have access to that, um, the training and whatnot. It will, there, you'll have different options. Don't really want to talk about it right now, but that is coming. Um, and then I do have a two year plan. Don't want to talk about it. I can't, well, I don't want to say what it is because mm -hmm. I don't like to spoil, but in the next two years, you will see me in a different area. Um, not, it's still aesthetics, but doing a specialty. Yeah. A different specialty. Um, and that's probably going to be my biggest thing. Um, apart from that, I hate to say it now, but y'all are just going to find out that I'm pulling back from my business as of today or yesterday. Mm. So I only work two days a week now and they're like four hour days and that will not last long either. Um, yeah, cause I have, I need to work on my business and not in my business and, and I'm learning that that and we talked about this earlier today, like it's hard to pull away. And it's like, well, I love y'all as my clients and I appreciate the love and support and how much you believe in me and only me. But I know that I'm very confident in, in knowing that who is going to take my place is going to be just like me. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to lose that part of my business and what I stand for. Mm -mm. But I have, I need to grow my business. Like I need to make her bigger. And it's, that doesn't mean opening more locations, mm -hmm. you know, it means doing other things and Adding I have to specialties. work on it and not in it. Facts. And these are, this requires us to do the things that scare us. Yeah. Like I just, as of next week, I'm implementing the first like team training, like three day team training. And then I'm giving my team two days off all of us at the same time. And like my project manager was like panicking. She was like, how? We can't, we publish every week. You can't do that. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. so they're not going to do it. They're going to get upset. And I was like, Hey, we get to set these boundaries. Yeah. We let them know in advance. Yes. We plan accordingly. It will be fine. Yes. And like, these are the things that I'm like, we can't grow this way. We're no. going to burn out. We don't learn new, t mm -hmm. like not new tricks, but new, like new things to add to what we offer to add right. value. We have to grow. And in order to grow, you have to allocate the time in order to do that. Yeah. And then during burnout, you hate, you start hating what you do. And then you're like, okay, I don't and that is do your fault. Yeah. That is absolutely. your fault. I tell people about burnout all the time. You, you have to be so cautious in the effort and the time that you put into things because you don't know burnout until you are already past that. Yeah. You will like, look up and be like, oh, I just need a day off because I'm feeling kind of sluggish. And you take the day off and you go back and that's not enough. Oh, well, I'll take a weekend off yeah. and you go back and that's not enough. Oh, I'll take yeah. a week off and you go back and that's, oh, all of a sudden the same yeah. things that used to replenish you and fill your cup don't work anymore. Guess why? 
you are past the point yeah. of burnout. Yeah. There's no return. Now you have to find new things yes. to fill your cup because you literally have holes. Yes. You literally have Currently. giant holes. Currently. That's why I was like, you know what? This just ain't it. Like, mm -hmm. I love the industry I'm in. I love what I do. I love my business. I love everything about what I do. But I can't, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've been in burnout for so long. So I rather just work on my business mm -hmm. and get out of the inside of it and grow it that way. Mm. Guys, this has been a lesson in friendship, business structure, the beauty industry, dealing with high competition because yeah. I thought my lane was competitive. I thought men's industries were competitive, but this right here. Tunnel vision, baby. It's tunnel vision. It's not a competition. You do just because you do what I do doesn't mean that we have to be in competition or that anyone mm. is better than anyone. Right. We just do it differently. Facts. And my clients want me for a specific reason, while your clients want you for a specific reason. So I can't look at you as my competition. You're no competition. I can I can open a business right next to your salon and know that I will still make six figures, if not more because I know what I'm capable of. It's not competition, it's you are your confidence magic. in yourself and tunnel vision. You are your magic. Absolutely. That's what I heard, Own you it. are your magic. Somebody can do exactly what you do and not do it the same way. Absolutely. So I keep hearing that on repeat today, ironically. So <laughs> thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing your story. And most importantly, because I know you're not super public, Thank you for being vulnerable about Absolutely. it on the show. And then just let them know where they can learn more about you. You've got two pages. I know you have a website. Yeah. Where can they learn more? So I'm um, not really active on Facebook as I should be, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, Instagram, uh, House of Beauty Tampa. And then you can follow my personal one where I'm pulling back from. Um, I am Miss Gigi. And then you can also visit our website, houseofbeautybar.com and just check it out. Um, you can subscribe to it. That way you can get the latest updates and when this course online will be launching. Thank you, my love. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.